0: Well, good evening. Thanks for joining us again for our Wednesday night uh, Bible study, devotional, and uh, our Wednesday night prayer time. I hope that you're uh, having a good week this week. Uh, we had a good time at the wave parade uh, on Sunday afternoon. It was good to see folks come by, and we and we had we had a good time. Probably, uh, I think the count was 180 something people probably came through the wave parade. So we we had had a, had a good time with that. Hope that you're. Uh, uh, Doing well this evening. We're going to continue in our study of uh, God's or man's desires and God's paradoxes. All right. So I want to remind you about what a paradox is. Uh, paradox is a tenet contrary to common opinion. It's a statement that is seemingly contrary or opposed to common sense, and yet is true. And the Bible has a lot of these things in it. The, the Bible says that the way that man looks at things, the way that we look at things, is very different than the way that God looks from at, at things. And oftentimes our conclusions and our desires are just the opposite of, of, of how God wants to work in our lives and, and uh, deal with situations that arise. So tonight, we are looking at the paradox of the desire to be strong. Um, this is something that is particularly uh, embedded into our American culture uh, in all this pandemic uh, situation that's going on. You see all the stuff on TV that's encouraging us to hang in there and be strong and to, to stand with one another and to be vigilant and that America is strong and we will come out of this and all those kinds of messages in the, in the, uh, and, the, um, and the the encouragement and the information and the the, the uh, desire is for us to buck up and to, to be, to be uh, strong to face these days so that we can overcome it and put our confidence in our own self-reliance and our own abilities. I particularly like the, the, the ad that I see uh, about science, that science is going to get us out of this, and science is going to be what we can trust and that we can depend on. Uh, that one it airs quite a bit if you, if you haven't seen that one, but it's, it's really putting a lot on uh, science to, to get us uh, a vaccine and all those kinds of things. So we, we have a cultural mindset and a tendency as human beings to want to be strong and to overcome uh, difficulties ourselves. It's not anything new. Um, there is a poem that was actually written in 1875 uh, the The late 1800s and early into the 1900s was a very, ti- a very uh, uh, optimistic time. It, it looked as if technology and human achievement and those kinds of things were going to solve the problems of the world. It was a very optimistic time in Europe and in America, and the ability of ourselves to to determine our own destiny. Uh, the Titanic was built in that kind of a atmosphere, and it was the said that it was the unsinkable ship and that God himself couldn't sink this ship and those kinds of things. Very optimistic time. And the poem is entitled Invictus. Now, Invictus is a uh, is a Latin term which means uh, uh, un- unbeatable, uh, unconquerable, that kind of thing. And so this poem is read from time to time at graduations and things like that. I'm going to read a couple, three verses of it just to show you uh, the, the idea and the spirit. So, uh, the, the, the author is William Ernest Henley. It was, was published in 1875. And this is a portion of his poem, Invictus. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstances, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeoning of chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the the stroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Now that, in poetic form, describes the desire of man to be strong. (laughs) So let's see what God has to say about that. Because... um, God has a very different understanding and a very different opinion about that. We're going to look at some of the, of the lessons from the Apostle Paul. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians 12 tonight. Uh, so if you want to get your Bible and turn to that, the scriptures that we'll be, we'll be looking at will be uh, appearing on, on the screen also. Uh, in, in chapter 12 of 2 Corinthians, Paul is defending his apostleship. And he's talking about uh, why he is an apostle and how he came to be that way. The first part of the of the chapter, he's describing an experience that he had where, sort of like the Apostle John did, apparently Paul had a very similar uh, experience where he was taken into heaven and seen the glorious things of heaven uh, just the way that is described in the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Uh, the difference between the two experiences and the two apostles are is that John was told to write down what he saw. And that became the book of Revelation. Paul says in chapter 12 of 2 Corinthians, he was told to keep it quiet, to not write it down. And so um, I find that to be a rather interesting revelation as far as these these two apostles are concerned. Um, And Paul was talking about... um, what he thought was the reasons why God had instructed him to keep it quiet. And it brings about, as a result of that, it brings about the, the, uh, the lesson that we have from the scriptures about the paradox of our desire to be strong. Because God's truth is, is that we are strongest when we are weak. That God demonstrates his strength through our weakness and not... Through our strength, and so the paradox is that, uh, is that we desire to be strong, but God says that uh, I will make I will make you strong through your weakness. So let's take a look at this lesson and see where we are. And we're in we're in First Second uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, and there there are some lessons that that, uh, that come out of this. Uh, the first lesson is is that my response to weakness should not be to try to remove at all cost. But allow it to reveal my own and true motives. Now, Paul gives a little bit of of, of insight into himself uh, and, and and his own um, weaknesses and the ways that he handles things. Um, in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse the very first par- very first part of verse seven, it says, uh, "To keep me from being conceited." Um, because of these surpassing revelations, so let, we're going to stop right there at the first half. Paul apparently had a tendency, or a he had the potential. I don't know whether he had the tendency or not. He had the potential for being conceited. Uh, this many commentators think that uh, that was one of Paul's. Some of them said that that, that, that that was his thorn in the flesh. I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you, you hear debates about the thorn in the flesh and all that sort of thing. It doesn't really matter. Nobody knows what that was. But, but we, we, we hear, or hear Paul says, that because I had these exceedingly wonderful revelations uh, to keep me from being conceited about that, I was given this thorn in the flesh. So there, there's a passage in, in Philippians also that indicates that Paul may have had a tendency toward pride and conceit. In, in his letter to the, to the Philippians, uh, chapter 3, the, um, Paul uh, wrote beginning in uh, verse 4, Though I myself have reason for such confidence, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. I uh, was circumcised on the eighth day. Of the people of Israel, of a tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. Now that's quite a description of himself. Alright, and so there, you, you take that statement about Paul's uh, uh, self image and his own self thinking and what he says here, it, it may indicate that. Uh, that his weakness was uh, to keep him from becoming um, conceited. So, in so our our uh, the the first lesson about about weakness is that we should not try at all cost uh, to remove it, but it should not be the focus of our, our outward circumstances. Uh, but but realize that we are dealing with unseen spiritual forces. So we we those two. Reasons go go together. Okay, my, my my response to weakness should not be to try to remove it at all costs, but should uh, allow me to reveal my, my true motives. Paul understood that whatever this thorn in the flesh was, uh, it was it, it was intended by God to keep him understanding that that God's power, Christ's power in him, was the primary reason that there would be a demonstration of God's power through the gospel. And then the second reason is my response to weakness should not be to focus on outward circumstances, but to realize that we are dealing with unseen spiritual forces. Now, uh, in Book of Ephesians, it also says that the you know, Paul says that we that we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness and high places. So he Paul acknowledges in that verse as well as in the Second Corinthians passage. That, that there is something more going on in the circumstances of life uh, that, that than what we see physically. And uh, he talked about this thorn in the flesh. So he is attributing this thorn in the flesh as, as a messenger of Satan. What, uh, and so the, the, it was an attempt to keep him from being on mission for Christ. It was, a, it was, a, it was an attempt to keep the gospel from being spread and being uh, proclaimed by him. And so he saw it as a spiritual uh, battle. And so understanding that weaknesses that come our way are, t- are designed to get our attention. They're designed to expose our true motives. In Paul's case, it was a potential for being conceited and prideful. Um, they are to be seen as not just a physical abnormality or a physical weakness or whatever the weakness is, as a natural occurring event, even though it may be a naturally occurring event, but that Satan will use that to prevent us from fulfilling the role that God has for us and the the purpose and the mission that God has for us in serving him. The uh, third lesson that we need to learn from this is that my response to weakness should not be to live for Christ in my own efforts, but to realize that my weakness allows Christ's power to be demonstrated through me. Paul they said that in the Philippians passage, you know, that where he says, I count all of those things that, um, that, that uh, is, is in my background, that, that I could glory in and that I have gloried in in the past. I, can't, I count all that as trash. And rubbish, so that I might experience and proclaim the unsurpassing power and the unsurpassing glory of the gospel, so he he was learning the lesson that regardless of my circumstances, regardless of my background, regardless of my weakness, whatever is going on uh, that that I, that I lay that aside count that uh, my I understand my tendency toward these motives i will I will reject those, and I will commit myself to the the mission that god has given me so my response to weakness should not be to to live for christ in my own efforts we love to try to do that as christians we love to try to put our best foot forward i was driving around i think i was driving through independence maybe 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 it was hammond and i saw a marquee on a church you know where they had those sayings and things that they put up um and uh, it was back around the turn of the year you know in January where people were making new year's resolutions and that sort of thing and the marquee said new year's resolution do something great for God this year and i thought hmm that's uh that, that's an interesting statement you know the the The, the idea that uh, that I can do something great for God struck me as being uh, prideful. You know we, we, we need to do something weak for God, <laughs> okay? If we understand this paradox, then then our, then our response is, I'm going to do something weak for God because God will take my weakness and show his glory through it. Now let that think, let that sink in for a second. When, when we think that we can do something great for God, then we're serving God potentially in our own efforts. when we think that we're doing something out of weakness that God's going to use, he will demonstrate his glory and his power through the weakness. So my, my response to weakness should not be to live for Christ in my own efforts, but to realize that my weakness allows God's power to be demonstrated through me. So what do we conclude about this particular paradox? Because this is a different way of thinking. This is, a, this is a, uh, something that, uh, that goes, really goes contrary to our understanding of how things operate in the world. My conclusion is, is that when God works in power through my obvious weaknesses, both we and others are free to give Him the praise. When we're operating in our weakness, in its obvious weakness, it's obvious that we can't do this by ourselves, then we're free to give God the praise where it belongs anyway. I experienced this lesson firsthand when we were doing our mission work in Bulgaria over the years. um, What we were doing over there was obviously a drop in the bucket as far as the needs that existed in the country. And we were continually amazed to watch what God would do with with the feeble efforts that we were doing, trying to make relationships and trying to meet needs and trying to follow instructions of Luke chapter 10 about how to do that kind of mission work and uh, to to penetrate lostness. And we would watch as we did the things that we were given to do and uh and then how God used them. And we can con- we repeatedly concluded that there's no way that we could have ever orchestrated or planned or put together the results and the responses that we saw taking place to the gospel and to the and to the advance of of God's kingdom in Bulgaria in our own efforts. That we were over there doing what God had given us the ability to do and he was taking it and doing things beyond, far beyond anything that we could have ever planned or dreamed up or or constructed from a program standpoint or from a result standpoint. Uh, that became obvious time and time again over the 15-16 years that, that uh, I was uh, going to Bulgaria. So God loved to demonstrate His power through our obvious weaknesses. In the situation that we're in now, with the the pandemic going on, there's obvious weakness going on. There's all kinds of anxieties, there's all kinds of problems, some unintended consequences of the activities of the government. Um, we're, We're finding that our lives are unsettled and what have you. And yet throughout all of this weakness, out of all of this problem, People seem to be very interested in spiritual things. Um, everywhere you, everywhere you look, there's people asking questions that they may, they probably weren't asking just a few weeks ago. Um, and so the opportunity exists for us to demonstrate in our weakness because we're experiencing this, we're being affected by this just like everybody else, and how how we respond and how we deal with our weakness as we let it uh, uh, expose our own motives expose our our own pride, expose our own desires to try to fix it ourselves, and we let God work through us, we have the opportunity to see God demonstrate his power through our weakness and therefore allow us to glorify God in the process. God's desires and our weaknesses, the desire to be strong. This is a tough one. Uh, for for us to really get a handle on, we don't like to be weak. We don't like to be dependent. We don't like to be uh, uh, not. We don't. We don't like not to be self-sufficient, because we think that we're in control when that's happening, and it can it can uh, it can roll over very easily to our service to God when we're when we're really doing cool stuff and we're busy and we're doing all kinds of stuff for God. Uh, it really can be motivated in a sense of of, of satisfaction and even conceit. About about how how hard we're working for the Lord. We don't need to work harder for the Lord. We need to we, we need to work weaker. So think about that this week. Uh, am I am I am am I allowing God to use my weakness to teach me things about myself and my relationship to Him? And am I allowing God in my weakness to make His way shown in ways that are can be undeniable? Then let God's power and His resources and His ability. To bring good out of difficult times, uh, bring glory to Him. Man's desires and God's weakness. Let's be let's be weak for the Lord this week. Talk to you later. Bye bye.